0: Morning, we're going to begin now a sikhah in the Kuta Sikhis. This is printed in Chelech Chav Beis, volume 22, um, Tazriya Metzerah, page 70. The Rebbe says, In most years, in other words, all the years that there's no leap year, the Parshish of Tazria and Metzerah are always joined together. The the two is verstandig The connection between the two Parshas is understood. It's obvious. was So in addition to parshas Metzerah, which speaks about the the nigoyim uh, of a person's flesh and his clothing, and a parsha of describes the the tzaras on the walls of the building. So both parshas speak about tzaras. nor Nochmer. In addition, parsha of is the sim v'chaysef on parsha of Tazria. Parsha is the conclusion of parsha of The diniyam Mitzraya v'ginn v'chasetzich be parsha Tazria and So Pashas Tazria describes the Allah of a person getting Taras. And what does Pashas Ma say Pashas Macer describes uh, the purification on the day that he's purified. So it has a connection. Pashas Macer is like a Sico is a, a culmination. it's a seum, it's a a, a, uh, for Pashas Tazria. The Rebbe says, we need to understand in regards to the names of the, of the Torah readings. We the of the we uh, mentioned numerous times that the names of the parshis are not just titles, words chosen from the beginning of the, of the Torah, and just to use, to, just to differentiate between the, the two names. Rather, all the names uh, in Lashen Kodesh, they embody and express a fundamental theme of that Parsha. The Rebbe says in the brackets, This is also stressed, in Parshas Tazriah as late men in Yisrael heis zinit isha, chach is the eshter vort, noch der psichet klolis veida ba Hashem geymer leymar. So l'chaira should be called Parshas Isha, right? What is the part of it? Yida ba isha leymar, We don't call it Parshas uh, Isha, we call it Parshas Tazriah. A v'metvelches hei psichon kam a in tera from the is So, like we said, that the Pasha is not Pasha's isha; rather, we call it Pasha's tazria. So the Rebbe says, <laughs> in, our, in our case, we need to understand from the to the so, first of all, we have to understand what's the connection in Pasha's Tazriya to the whole Pasha's Tazriya. Pasha's Tazriya means when a woman will give birth. And Nigoim are blemishes. So, what's the connection between giving birth and a blemish? And the Rebbe says, Not only does the word Tazriya not have a connection to what goes on in the Pasha, but V is Mufosh Pasha Sain, uh says the Khaiya, San Zahofim. Seemingly they are they, they they have very opposite themes. Tazriya vist vi does is Mufosh Pasha Sain or Isha Ki sazrivi all the So Tazriya means when a woman conceives and gives birth. If an any of us hilad tahila the kadasha unhayim which means Tazri has a connection with birth the bringing new life into being. Shenken nigoyim is dakhmet sefer khashuf kemis. However, nigoyim zaras is like the gemara says somebody who has is afflicted with zaras is considered like a dead person. And the pshattafon is as thus is nitnar tuma samtseder. And this doesn't only mean doesn't only mean impurity. Nor the matera atme is khashuf kemis. It doesn't only mean that somebody is uh he has impurity so he resembles uh, somebody who's like endangered, is somebody who's like endangered by a mess but rather a person who is a mitzera is Mammish considered as a dead person so that's sorry so that's in tazria itself the name and what and the theme of tazria doesn't doesn't reflect, and it's Adra, but it's the contrary. Tazriah means you're giving birth, it's a new life. And in Tazriah, it speaks about Negoim, which is Chashim kemes Oich is Nitzmuvim Benegei HaMetzirah. So the Rebbe says, also, the, the term Metzirah is also not understood. Alshim HaParsha is the name of the Pasha. In Pasha's Metzirah, that's it, that's it, we're not in the Metzirah, Alts Metzirah, Prateh Negoim Shaboyi Un Zayn Tomo. Nor fakert, we're as we're at Ois Metzirah. So, what does Parshas Metzerah speak about? Pashas Metzerah speaks about not the actual blemishes, but the opposite, the purification of a person with that with that tzaras, how he how he ceases to be classified as a Metzerah, which enables him to actually go into the Machina and to bring carbonas. So the question is, why is the Torah why do we call it, Parshas Metzerah, a name which refers to the afflicted person but rather than the purification? So the Rebbe says, Now, even though, later on in the Parsha, Metzerah speaks about um, tzaras blemishes that appear on the building. So, Salchair so does speak about tzaras. The Rebbe says, number one, isn't it movement; It's not understood. Or it's nit Glatic, I should say. It's not, it's not uh, so straightforward. Aleph. In Pashtas, nit nichla, and apasha from Metzera. So, first of all, taras blemishes that appear on the wall of the building, are not like, included in the simple understanding of the term Metzera. Metzera means that the body, the person's body, is afflicted. And the Chayra, in uh, the nigoim that we're talking about in the pasha is nigei based nochmer, even more so. By the nigge b'otim is the adgoshenit in the nigoim kishel atzum alz any builtiratzi nor Rashi was in Yoni's Pardes Shemikra bring gleicher up even a sati negat seras b'seira hilohem shanigoim boim alim fi shetmino amiroyim va'ideha nega neit tzabayit zemitzim. Now the blemishes that appear on the walls of the building is not blemishes in Parshas Metzira that have a negative factor, but Rashi says that. Hashem says I'm going to place the blemish upon the building, that it's a it's a good thing, it's absurd, because blemishes appear on the wall, and the the emirayim, the Emiraim, the people from Emrites, hidden hid treasures of gold inside the wall, and as a result of the blemish, Ayid will demolish his house and discover the, the, the gold. So that's what the Pasha is speaking about in Mitseira. So first of all, pasha's mitzera, which means that it's afflicted, that the body's afflicted with saras. number one. Um, Number one in the pasha speaks about being tarase, how he gets better, how he's purified. So I, you're going to say that there's nige batim over there. Number one is that mitzera means the pasha's, when you think about mitzera, you think about how the person's body's afflicted. And number two is... In the nigeh it's it's not speaking about mitzera in a negative factor, but rather it speaks about how the mitzera will be rewarded, and this is Hashem's way of of bringing reward to the mitzera. Ma'asehken mitzera is adir abli'fiyamuvor be'pirush do baruchem edrus Chazal ifchilz pashashinu ve'ganim chistarnin in shalem mitzera as does is forbidden mit dinim for the hard of gasarur. By contrast, Rashi explains here and the Chacham elaborate that uh, the purpose of the, and what's going on about Tsaras, with the name of Mitzera that is connected with more of, of gossip and arrogance. So the Rebbe says, So the Rebbe says, so the Rebbe says, we have to understand the Torah, the, 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 the readings this week, we have two names. And in Mening the Jewish custom refers to Metzairah and it's brought on a tour in Shulchan Aruch, that we call it Parshas, uh, Parshas Metzairah. Now, however, the Rasag, the Rasag of Ravsad Yegoin, and Rashi and the Rambam, refer to this parsha not as Parshas Metzairah, but rather Parshas Zoistia. So what is the reason for the difference between the approach of Shuhanrogh and the approach of Rashi and Rama? Okay, base.. So let's say it's possible to offer the following explanation: Behaktim, as a preface. from is, one of the fundamental principles of our faith is the for the concept of re- reward and punishment. as the Ramam says in Pyrrha Shah like the Rambam says in, uh, in his Pyrrhusha Mishnais, that what does he say? <laughs> The says that the eleventh fundamental principle is that Hashem grants a reward to a person who fulfills the mitzvahs of the Torah and punishes one who violates its its prohibitions. The greatest reward is receiving Olam Haba, the world to come, and the most severe punishment is Kares, which means the soul being cut off and not receiving a portion in Olam in, in Haba. The Rambam further elaborates this in the text of Mishnah Teira in Hilchus Tshuva. Okay, so the Rebbe says like this. So Teira, what's the idea, what's a big fundamental principle is the idea of reward and punishment. Hashem gives reward to somebody who keeps his Teira and punishes ones who doesn't. Now, the Rebbe says, Teira is Doch Teira's chesed. Torah, we know it's called the Torah, the Torah of Kindness. Let's move on, so it's understood. So, the penalties that the Torah has is not for the sake of punishment, but rather to rectify the, the sinner's neshama. As the Azal tell us, mm-hmm. Those who are liable for chorus, but receive malchus, for whatever reason, so they're exempt from Croesus. So we see that the idea of of a punishment is 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 in order to rectify something. So this is constant. Also, is regarding the punishment of Mises baisden, which is execution by the baisden. And the Gemara says that this, the, the, regarding Yeshua's statement prior to the execution of Ochen. so he said, "May Hashem darken you on this day." And the Gemara learns out on this day you will be darkened, but you will not be darkened in Eilam Haba. So we see the idea of, of Enish and Tera is not just done for the sake of punishment, but it's for a reason. as <laughs> Nevertheless, it's not apparent by most of the terror ter- punishments um, that it's for the sake of the person's benefit in elam. So, we don't see that the punishment is for the sake of the person's benefit in this world. However, according to the Rambam, we can see openly that the Tsaras blemishes, are for the benefit of the afflicted person. And the punishment of Tsaras serves as an example for which it can be derived that the same applies regarding all the punishments by Tzara. Okay, so basically what we accomplished in, uh, in, in Bayes, we said that uh, one of the fundamental principles is Schar and Oynish, and tera is a terror of kindness. So whenever there's a schara, or I should say there's a oinish, it's for a purpose. It's not just to, to hurt somebody or to, Hashem is letting His wrath out on somebody. It's, it's for a purpose to bring him to a, to a better place. Now, you don't really see that really in, in, in any punishments in tera By negat and we're going to explain soon, you you see that uh, idea. Okay, Gimel. The Rambam Tumas The Ramam concludes at the end of Hilchus Tumas Tzeras. The Rambam says The Rambam says that this change mentioned that affects clothes and houses to which the Torah referred with the general term of tzaras is not a natural occurrence. Instead, it's a sign that existed amongst the Jewish people to warn them against Lashon Hara and, and, uh, and, um, and to speak malicious gossip. And he says that when a person speaks Lashon Hara, so... Yeah, that Shamasapra, Lashinahara, Mishthani's Kir is basically that when a person speaks Lashinahara, the walls of the house change color. Im Chazerboy Yitar Habayis. If he does tshuva, the house will be purified. Im Omad If however he persists, he persists in his wickedness, so Achahuta Tzabayis. So then, if he persists in his wickedness until the house is destroyed, and Mishthani's Klea or Shabibasi. The leather in his house changes colors. If he persists in his wickedness, so then they are burnt. So uh, the clothes he wears changes colors. So he says, if he does they will be purified if he persists in his wickedness, so until the terror requires that they be burned, his skin undergoes, changes, and develops saras. This causes him to be isolated, and for it to be made known that he must remain alone, so that he will be in, not be involved in Lashon Hara, uh, or, or in the talk of wicked, which is characterized by Lashon Hara. So the Rebbe says this, What does this mean? That Eibishter macht ashinim miyuchad in the Bria, the lashzida meloshin hara. As the fun as they say, there as the Ebrister brings as the shine free in the bottom. The noch echem begodim. To mazer zayn the yidin to menakala lokove to zayn upgehid for lashin hara. So the Rambam is saying that Hashem brings like a, a a unique change in the natural order to warn the Jewish people against lashin hara. Therefore, it's Hashem brings first the change in the walls of the building, then the garments. So the Yid will be warned. The signs begins with a lesser situation and then to more of a severe one all in order to guard a person against Rosh Also, this that he's in confinement which a person is afflicted with saras, and he has to undergo he has to be isolated, he has to be in quarantine, and he has to be alone, he shall dwell alone, outside the camp where he lives. This was all enacted with the purpose that he will not be involved in the talk of the wicked, which again is characterized by mockery and Lashon Hara. Okay, we'll Mitzvah Shem continue, Dalit. I'm going to do that by the gumar Okay, we're holding now in the Kudoshichis, Chelech of base. It's page seventy, Tazriya Metzera, the uh, is Alid, Eis Talid. Sorry. <clears throat> so just to recap, we the Rebbe asked that uh, in most years, if it's not a uh, leap year, so Tazria Metzera is combined, and uh, obviously the connection between Tazriya and Metzera is, is that Tazria speaks about Nige Adam, Nige B'Godim, Metzera speaks about. The blemishes of a house, but uh, also, mitzera is like a conclusion of what happened in Tazria. The person got the nigoim, and mitzera is that it's when he gets pure, purified. So the Rebbe says is that we have to understand the the, the intrinsic connections, the deeper connections between Tazria and mitzerah. And we don't call it parshas isha. Um, so the question is, if first of all, tazria means you're giving life, a, a child, uh, giving birth to a child, which the chayra is behepich. It, uh, it con- the chayra it conveys the opposite theme of the parsha because the parsha speaks about negoim and. Um, Right, and then he says also when the game Mitzera, Mitzera doesn't speak about the actual mitzera. it speaks about the Imtarasa. He gets purified. Okay, that's basically Aleph. And then bays we said that to understand this, we first have to be Makdim. What Ramam says that it's part of the fundamental principles that Hashem grants reward and punishment, reward to somebody who does the Tefilah Mitzvahs, and punishment to the ones. Who do not uh, follow instructions, and the Rebbe said that really Teira is teras chesed. Tera is kindness. So when there's a, a a punishment, it's not just a punishment per se, but rather it's a it's for a purpose. It's to purify and cleanse the person. We don't see that so much Bugali, but we see that dafka by Nikasaras, like He's going to explain in the Rambam that it's uh it's very it's very clear that the punishment brings to uh, a reward now the Ramam says that this is the Rammam we quoted um in Tumas Tsaras the Rammam says that the change that affects cl- the clothes in the house which the Tera refers to Tzeras it's not a natural occurrence it's rather it's a sign that uh, existed amongst the Jewish people to warn them against Lashon Hara. So when a person speaks Lashon Hara, the walls of the house change color. If he does truva, the house will be purified. If, however, he persists in his wickedness until the house is destroyed, so then uh, the leather implements in this house change color. If he persists in his wickedness until the tear requires that it be burnt, the clothes he wears change cl- colors. If he does truva, then he will be purified if he persists in his wickedness <coughs> Until the terror requires that it be burnt The skin undergoes changes and develops seras This causes him to basically be isolated And for it to be made known that he must remain alone So that he will not be involved in the talks of Lashon Hara So what do we see from the Ramam That the Ramam says that, that Hashem brings a change In the natural order to warn the Jewish people against Lashon Hara so the the order that Hashem first brings is the change to the walls of the building, and the garments, and then uh, so that that's how the yid is warned. In other words, the sign begins with the lesser, and then it goes more severe. And then he says that the also the the confinement, which a person afflicted with taras must undergo, has a positive purpose. Now what's what's the, it says? She him first from Nevada. he must be isolated and be made known. That he must remain alone and as the pasuk says he shall dwell alone outside the camp where he lives now what was the measure enacted for it was enacted so that he would not be involved in in uh, the talk of wicked man which is characterized by the so the idea the purpose of the punishment what the rebbe is trying to bring out there is not just because hashem has wrath and hashem is angry at you and Hashem does this to purify you. Like exactly like the Gemara. Yeah. <coughs> okay, Dal, This is what we're holding. Can be said that this is the reason why the parsha is called Parsha Tazria. Tazria is the Hascholas Haleidof and Chaim Khadashan. Kanalsif Aleph. What does Tazria I mean? Tazria is the beginning of life. It's like uh, the sowing the seeds of grain or fruit, which results in a new growth. So that's Tazria, you're you're making whatever, we're going to explain what Tazria is, but that's the the idea of, of Tazria symbolizes and personifies the idea of new life. This is also the blemishes in Parshas Tazria. What it speaks about blemishes? side the inside the moved on Both the Tsaras, the actual blemish itself, and the confinement. And the affliction that a person has to go—that he has to be alone, isolated—and and everyone has to know that he has to be alone—it's not a punishment um, that the person has to go through, nor in in But rather, it's it's like means and elements to correct him to heal that all these actions that he has to sit alone and uh, everybody has to know he has to be alone so this is basically enabling him to enter a new lifestyle in which he will have no connection with the talk of wicked which we said is, is and correct it's growth exactly alright Vibalas zinyanei shalteida. It's like in modern English and modern America, we call this tough love. Vibalas zinyanei shalteida is hirah. Is moving us from parshas nagoim is da If ala amsheh atedah, as in yanim is apulim yichelis from them ebrishim to and them yidden as all game b'derek hayashim. Since teira is all hashin so the parsha of mitzera teaches a lesson regarding all the punishments mandated by the teira. That they that they serve a, a like a, a, a act to lead to improvement, causing him to follow uh, Now the question is, Okay, so you're telling me that Hashem, when he gives a punishment, he gives it in order to uh, cleanse the person. It's growth. But why was Tsaras singled out as an example to which to teach this Sayyidon? So since this person who has saras is considered like deceased, like he's dead, and you and it's also you see that the uh, Tumas is from the most severe types of impurity, the punishment that he has to sit alone is also one of the most severe forms of punishment. From this, can be we can learn derive that all other punishments are also beginning, and uh, they're all for what? For 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 like you said, growth, restoration, advancement. So just as the teras, the quarantine, the isolation. So this enables the person to, to um, be a state, from a state of death to becoming a new entity. So why is teaching it in tazriya? Because Or why by Mitzariah? Because Mitzariah is like one of the most severe punishments. So we see that even mitzeria, that Mitzariah, which is one of the most severe punishments, but it's not a punishment per se, but rather it's for growth, it's for advancement, restoration, and that's like kilo of to every other punishment that Hashem gives. Okay, now the Rebbe says, "In hey as That uh, based on what we explained, we could will come out a big nafkimina in halacha. So this that the Torah says. That throughout the time that he is afflicted by the blemish You shall dwell alone Outside the camp where he lives So You can interpret this Interpret this in two ways So you could learn it like Just like in regards to Azava. Or anyone who came in contact with uh, Temey Mace. So the Allah is that they're forbidden to go into Machna Levia. Machna or Machna Levia. Depends what t- what type of uh, death it is. Because. Um, so I'm sorry, skip. I'm sorry. 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 i am sorry sorry yeah, so it depends what. T- so that's what he says. So you can learn it. You can learn in one in two ways. One way you can learn it that just like a zov and a Zava can't. Uh, they have a certain level of tumah, so they can't go either in Machin or Machane Leviyah. So you can learn it that that uh, a person who's afflicted by teras. Because his impurity is more severe, so he has to distance himself from all three camps, even from the camp of Machni Yisro and therefore, like he'll, he'll 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 be forced to dwell alone. So basically, what comes out to, to the first way, well, the first way comes out that a person who's afflicted by Tsaras is the same type of isolation that the other people have, but because his impurity is more chomer, more severe. So his his isolation is also the, the, it's one more level, but it's the same idea. Zav and Zav goes here; he goes exactly like you said. One more, so that's one way to learn it. Other, as the Azara bade the Yeshimechus the is Adin miyuchud by or that he shall dwell alone outside the camp is a singular halacha applying specifically to a person who's afflicted by tzaras. He as the Azara bade the Yeshimechus the is Adin miyuchud by Dafka. So, since this idea that he has to sit alone, it's solely associated with the with the the So it uh, it results from the distinct personal circumstances, which are different from those of other individuals who have this tuma. So that's the first way to look at it. It's like one more step, but it's the same idea of zava zava. Same or but same but harsher, or no? It's a total, total different din that the Torah says, and it's a special din that Dafka Mitzera. It's, uh, it's uh, he has to sit outside the camp, but it's not connected with the tumah at all. So din mi'yuchut. Now, so the Rebbe says, and he's going to elaborate. The Chera is by Mitzera that It appears that there are two categories. Of the halachas that apply to a person afflicted by tsaras. Aleph. So you have the general halacha applying to all those who have tuma. Like it says in Pashas Nase, they shall send forth from the camp all those afflicted by tsaras, zavim, and all those who have <coughs> uh, contact with impurity. The time is, why should all these people be sent away? Because, well, it's as machaneim. The reason is So they should not make the camp impure So this measure was enacted For the sake of the purity of the camp So the isolation of the person Who has harass Is not being demanded for the sake of the per- person To enable the person's purification But rather it's for what? It's for The outcome of the, the tumma. It, but it's connected. in other words, why, why are we sending him out? Not for himself, but for but because uh, we don't want the camps to be tummy. C- c- like kilo, that's we, that's kilo, kilo, yeah, we don't care about the guy. We don't we just don't want him to hurt everybody else. Now that's one way. Or the by Or the command, you shall dwell alone outside the camp where he lives, it's unique halacha, Applying specifically to the person afflicted with tzaras, so the purpose is not only to distance him from the camp because of his impurity, but rather for his personal sake to lead him to purification. So that's 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 two ways to by a You there's like two categories to two ways to look at it by tzaras. Either we're doing we're sending him away, not for him, but just not to hurt other people, or no is for him. Now, based on this, it's possible to say that there are several, like, nafkeminas from these two Aleph. Now, there's alochah that they shall send forth from the camp. So the purpose... Is basically what's the the, the purpose? Is it's an exclusion? You're causing the person to leave the camp. Why? So so that he should not make your camp impure. So now, when the halachas uh, apply to the different camps of so the Jewish people, now were nullified, and the halachas in regards to tumah no longer practice. Any person who has tumah doesn't need to separate from the camp because if the purpose is to separate from the camp is in order that it should not be metame the camps. So now that the camps are no longer there, you don't have to be worried about this. But if you look at it, that when the that you were emphasizing responsibility, that he shall dwell alone outside the camp where he lives, as that he should be outside the camp now if however for whatever reason he does not dwell outside the camp where he lives so even when the person he the, even when the person even when the reason he does not do so is because there are no camps he he, he cannot attain purification nevertheless it's still like incumbent upon him that he should dwell outside the camp. So that's the first. If you look at him, inside, not So then, there's no more machines around. He's fine. But if you say that is an union of like responsibility incumbent upon the person, that he has to be alone. So if, for whatever reason, there's no machinus for him to separate from, it still has to come out. Basically, yeah, he he still cannot attain purification. Okay, Bayes, Sadam Din. Okay, we'll we'll do. It's it's a little. uh, I don't want to rush it, so we'll do Bayes tomorrow, Mr. Shem.